Hey, Hannah, what do you get when you put two Gen Zers in a room? I don't know. Exactly. And we're going to figure it out together. Hit the track. You're listening to the Brave Girls Podcast with Hannah McNeely and Michaela Nemhard. podcast my name is hannah my name is michaela and today we are so excited that we get to hang out with you and hang out together and talk about a really important topic michaela will you introduce our topic for today absolutely so today's topic ladies and gentlemen who are listening is bullying okay bullying is a serious issue and if you guys don't know what bullying is i'm going to define it for you so it is the seek to harm intimidate or coerce someone perceived as vulnerable okay mm. yes wow i think i think we've all been affected by bullying at some point in our lives oh for sure oh for sure it, in in one way or another it could be very subtle or it could be very like you know big so that could be like physical bullying so that's like if someone's like hitting or shoving or punching kicking you like that is super physical bullying right or there's I mean there's so many different types of bullying we can go through like all the different types physical bullying verbal bullying you know name calling um mocking uh you know different slurs comments racist homophobic sexist comments Mm. Even um, uh, cyberbullying, guys, that's just as much bullying as it is, like, you know, because, like, you, you, it's someone who's on the outside of it, right, that can insult you or even ostracize someone or manipulate someone or it, it's kind of crazy. And sometimes yeah. you can post, like, embarrassing things about you. Like, I've seen it before and it's not kind at all. At- yeah, I think, I feel like cyberbullying is one of the worst uh, forms of bullying, especially right now. And it's really common too, because everybody's behind a screen. And I mean, like, let's not even talk about how right now school is just online. Like literally everything is online. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty bad before. I wonder what it's like now when people just aren't even connecting outside of online. Oh, I have no idea. And then even also like, since everything's online, it's like, it's, hard for people to even have like reach out to anyone because it's online I know there are many resources though but you know like just like having a friend it's like there's none of that right so yeah "Mm." oh for sure I mean there's so many there's so many um kinds of bullying the last kind of bullying that we just wanted to touch on is sexual bullying um this is definitely you know uh kind of bullying that happens in schools you know um yeah, workplaces. So, um, defined of the definition of sexual bullying is harmful, humiliating, sexual name calling, crude comments, vulgar gestures, uninvited touching, and insulting your appearance. So, wow. Yeah, definitely harmful. It harmful is bullying there. It is a very harmful bullying. And even um, what about how many years ago we had the Me Too movement? Mm-hmm. That was all based on sexual bullying. Oh my gosh. So- yeah up like even like celebrities and actors and singers like artists they would come up and say like they've been basically sexually bullied right right keeping quiet about it or even just to like 
Um, I know some people coerce others and say like, oh yeah, if you want to get ahead, like you have to come, you know, do these crazy things. So, and remember Harvey Weinstein, he's in jail right now because he did that and it's very nasty, right? Yeah. Totally. It's pretty brutal. And like, you know, all sorts of different, different um, spheres of work, different, you know, places of uh, where people are during the day, school, workplaces, whatever, all of those places, no matter what the place uh, was affected by the B2 movement, I feel like, like even, um, you know, Michaela and I both come from uh, the Christian tradition. And even in the in Christianity, um, there was this like church to movement, you know, where people were being affected by pastors and and people were being coerced and, and sexually, you know, assaulted or sexually bullied, um, by people in authority in the church, which is, you know, tragic. It's just brutal. Absolutely tragic. And I feel like the Me Too movement for sure kind of just opened our eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. some, some people were already like aware of it, but like it really opened like the world's eyes were like, Oh, that is, yeah, no, that is problematic. That needs right. to be addressed. That needs to be fixed now because you, we can't have people doing that and then just going off and thinking that's okay, you know, and just getting off with it. And you're like, oh yeah, no, no, that's not cool, right? So I'm happy yeah. we had that. That kind of like shook everything. It even changed like our pop culture and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. I think it's really cool to have, you know, just to have so many voices rise up at the same time and just in a way of like uniting together and being like, yeah, I'm with you, you know, me too. So, um, it's, it's really cool. What, well, I mean, it's, it's horrible, but it's also beautiful to see people backing other people and supporting other people, um, and coming together and moving towards something different, something more just. Yeah, absolutely. And I even want to go even deeper into um, emotional bullying. That is like uh, relational aggression. So basically, it's a type of social manipulation where people try to hurt like their peers or sabotage their social standing. And they um, ostracize them from a group, spreading rumors, like rumors, sorry, manipulate situations and break down the confidences. So um, I even with that, I feel like it's emotional bullying can be just even someone who's like a bystander. That's Mm -hmm. emotional bullying too, you know? It's, or it's one that kind of joins in the crowd and that says like, if someone's like, oh yeah, this person's stupid, right? And then they're just like, kind of just standing there and then they're after a while, they're like, yeah, no, this person's stupid. Like, don't talk to them kind of thing. Like they, they start egging on too. And it's just like, okay, no, like that's emotional bullying. Okay, it can be just even the slightest thing the slightest. Yeah. Oh, totally. I feel like emotional bullying also just goes unnoticed or untold so much of the time because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, if someone's kind of emotionally bullying me, then I'm like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it hurts, but you know, what really is there to say? Like it, sometimes it feels like there's not actually um, something to pinpoint that's wrong, you know? And, And part of what I've felt in the past and I've been, you know, emotionally bullied is just, um, when I try to describe it, it doesn't sound bad. It doesn't even sound that bad. And I'm like, oh, dang it. You know, it feels so terrible. But um, when I describe it to other people, it doesn't even sound that bad, which is the worst feeling ever. I don't know about you guys. No, I honestly, I can attest and say that that's happened to me too. Um, and even with emotional bullying, I remember reading up on it. It's also, it also could be like, if someone is like doing, like saying these things, 
right to you and they're like hurting your feelings but then they can when they look at like someone um someone else if someone else sees them they'll see they'll see like oh like they're that person's nice they're, there's nothing wrong with them but they're literally like slightly jabbing you and giving you insults but they're like they're like that kind person no they're not kind <laughs> they, no. you know <laughs> yeah oh totally yeah and and also it can also just come across as a joke you know oh i was just kidding you know like i wasn't actually being mean the amount of times I've heard that, it's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Like, get over it kind of thing. Excuse me. You're not me. You don't have my emotions. Like, I, like, no. You know what I mean? So I, I've had that before. Guys, when people say that, like, literally take their word for it because they'll, people show their true colors all the time. And they're, yeah, totally. If they're hurt, there's this, say something. There's this one uh, time. So I want to illustrate this emotional book thing with the story of mine where basically I was in grade six and there's this girl um and she was like my best friend I well in the at the time <laughs> I was like she's my best friend you know she and and I remember telling my parents like oh she's so nice and you know she's the nicest one in our group and I was so I, I used to live in France and so in at in grade six I was in France so I was the Canadian kid in the French school. So I was kind of the outsider already, but I was in this group of girls and, um, this one girl was like the leader anyway. And she would, she, we were friends for a while, but towards, for some reason, after a little bit, she started doing this thing and I will never forget where she would basically pretend and to be mad at me and it'd be like, I, I can't believe you did that. Like, I can't believe you would do that to me. You know, I'm so mad at you. And I would be so confused. I'd be like, what did I do to you? Like, I'm so confused. And, and basically she wouldn't ever tell me what I did until I was begging her to forgive me. And I was like, please forgive me. Like, I'm so sorry. And then all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure she even got me to go on my knees at one point to like beg her for forgiveness. And then finally, at one point after that, she would always be like, uh, it was just a joke. Like you didn't actually do anything. Like, I'm just kidding. And then she would run away laughing. And she did that like at least three times. And I knew it, like, especially towards the third time, I knew that it was a joke, but she wouldn't stop being mad at me unless I begged for her for forgiveness. Oh, it was the worst form of bullying in my experience, I think. Gosh. Yeah, Hannah, I could absolutely relate to that. Oh my gosh. I had a friend like that too. And so basically, um, <laughs> there was a lot. Okay, so basically the same thing. They would say that they're mad at me and I don't know why I made them mad. Like, what did I do? Like, they wouldn't really tell me. And they're just like, I'm mad at you. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, but yeah, basically I would always have to beg for forgiveness at the end. And it was absolutely emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. It was emotionally draining. And I'm like, I'm asking for forgiveness for something I don't know what I did, you know, but I'm like, whatever, like, I'm that kind person. So I'll be like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what I did, but like, forgive me, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, but then, then they would always say like, like, I'm mad at you. And then they would kind of leave and give me side glances, like side eyes. Like, what was that? Like, I, it's literally just, everything's coming back in my mind. Oh, totally. It's just like, you know, middle school and high school, it's just brutal, man. Um, and I feel like even those experiences have spoken into now our experiences and how I, I don't know about you, Michaela, but I feel so much anxiety when I 
I think someone's mad at me now. Like if I, even if I'm, I'm, I'm working with people and, you know, we have a great relationship and, you know, we're friends and it's always positive. If I'm away from them and they text me or remind me of something or, or say something and I'm like in my head, I'm so in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, I mess up so badly. Now they're so mad at me and you know, whatever. And I'm so anxious about it all the time. And I think like it, it does stem from experience with that, like bullying, emotional bullying. Absolutely. I think so too. Like even for me, just to even add on to that is like, that's why <laughs> it's the thing is too, I, I, I don't like confrontation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a confrontational person. So uh, when I'm in situations where like, I feel like someone's mad at me, I'm just like, oh gosh, like I start freaking out. I start getting anxious. I'm like, please don't be mad. Like I, it's, it's literally a trigger now. It's a trigger. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh gosh, I have, to, I have to be on my best behavior. I can't step on too many, you know, like lines. I have to, I have to walk on eggshells basically. Like, cause I don't know how people will react. Right. And right. I that's just something like I'm always afraid of even just like talking with people. Right. So I just kind of dial back a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't want you to turn around and be like, eh, 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 you know, like getting all mad at me, but yeah. Uh, right. Hannah, tell me more of your story. Like any other story, like just about like your childhood, was there any more like bullying and stuff? Oh. Like that? Um, yeah, I feel like there's so many stories I could tell. Um, I think France was pretty brutal for me. I remember, so my family lived in France. We lived in Paris, France in, um, for three years. And, uh, those three years were grade four, five, and six. So, I mean, I feel like kids in grade four, five, and six are already just mean (laughs) in general. Um, and in this case, I was, you know, already the outsider by, um, nationality, you know, uh, so by language, so I think it was pretty easy to pick on me. Um, so I I definitely have a lot of stories. My sisters have a lot of stories. Uh, you know, my younger sister had to switch schools because it, it was pretty brutal uh, for her. I remember this one situation where um, she actually, I remember I was so afraid for her. She's two years younger than me. So I was in grade five and she would have been in grade three. And I remember um, hearing on the, playground or whatever hearing in the in the recess court that she was going to be chased home by her, her one of her friends older brothers and so like and I'm just want to say this guy we all knew this guy he was so scary like he was really terrifying and um I remember thinking to myself like man I gotta get to my little sister so that she's not running home by herself. Like I've got to run home with her. Um, so it was, that was definitely really scary. Um, and it's, there's one thing when it's happening to you, but then there's another thing when it's happening to like a younger sibling or a younger friend. Um, yeah. And, and like, especially when you're small too, like, it's not like I could beat up this other guy. Like, it's not like I could really defend her, you know, like all I could do is run with her (laughs) and hope not to be caught. I know. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, no, I feel that like even for me, like I there was there has been many points in my life where I've been bullied because I was at like before I used to be really shy, right? Mm-hmm. Super quiet and people would pick on me for that. Right. And then after a while I started warming up. I was like, hey, what's up everybody? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> and, and then they told me to shut up, right? So uh. like, want from me do you want me to be shy do you want me to be loud I don't know what you want me to do so but there was um a time where I was like really shy and I remember like even 
Uh, I can't remember. Uh, no, no, yeah. It was on the playground and the bell was ringing and the girl who was like bullying me told me that I had to stay there and like stay on the playground <laughs> while everyone was going inside. And then she also used me as like uh, a hook, you know, so she can put her jacket on me and stuff like that. And she told me to even like, just like kind of kneel too. Like it was crazy. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so manipulating and like, dang, that's humiliating. It it really is. And, and then I had another one that was like grade one. And then grade three, I had another bully who would put pencil shavings in my hair, who would like give, yeah, name, (laughs) name call. And, you know, I, I, and you know what, stuff like that is the reason why I want to be kind to others. Because mm-hmm. I know how it feels to be, you know, isolated. I know how it feels to be empty and feel, you know, just be hurt. I don't want anyone to feel like that. So that's why I always try to pick people up, even with like my energy and stuff like that. Because I'm like, I don't want you to feel down because I, I know that feeling, right? And I try to right. laugh and, you know, laughter, yeah. the, the tears, right? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happened, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like I, you know, I mean, it's, there's, I think the kids, kids can be so mean. It amazes me how mean people can be. Kids can be. Um, And I think uh, it's so, it would be so easy for you and I to just sit here and be like, oh, I can't believe kids were so mean to us. But, um, you know, I think we should also talk about (laughs) places that we were mean. And even now, like, it's not like I've, I've grown out of you know, gossip. It's not like I've grown out of excluding people that aren't that fun. You know, like, I feel like it's so easy to do those subtle kinds of bullying. And I have to like, continually be aware of my place and my power and my privilege and how other people perceive me so that I can be someone who shares and someone who can bring people in. Um, Although it's hard. Yeah. So even just to go back on what you said, like, have we ever been the bullies? Like, have I ever been the bully? And it's funny, like, even when we were coming up with these, like, just like the layout, I was like, yeah, I have been the bully countless times. And, and I'm not proud to say that, but like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Right. So one time I think it was, I know we're doing story time, but I love story time. So like, it was like, I think it was like grade two. And basically it was, um, like this group of kids, like the popular ones were making fun of this one kid. Like he was like, they were calling him like loser and stuff like that. And just whatever, you know what kids do anyway. Mm-hmm. But so basically like I was never mean to him per se, but I kind of joined in on that because I didn't want to be the odd one out because then they will start labeling me as what they were labeling him. Right. So I was just like, I kind of joined in on that too. And I, felt so bad like even one time like he I remember it was like he invited me to his birthday party and I was like no I'm not going to that like ew you know it was so like it's so bad now that I'm thinking about it like I've been the bully like I have to take accountability you know and so yeah no it's I'm still learning you know we're we're all learning I mean like I I think from even that moment on I was like yeah I'd never want to do that again that was it's not a good experience how about yeah. you? I think what you just said, I, I mean, I could think back to many times, but I think what you just said in um, 
what, like taking accountability, I think it'd actually be helpful, you know, for you, me, um, everybody listening. If you've ever, even if you're sitting here listening and thinking, man, yeah, I've probably been the bully at some point. I think it'd be good to actually go back and think about it, maybe journal about it and say like, yeah, I need to take up accountability for this part in me that's broken. Um, and that seeks to put other people down so that I can be put up because I think like having accountability for that is really important um and even in our history like as kids we're like we're we're still so you know basic we're not even really that complicated I feel like um in terms of myself anyway I wasn't that complicated of a kid but I feel like so when you're putting other people down there's a reason for it you know you have to recognize it right um yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, let me, let me think of uh, a story where I've been a bully. Um, I definitely think it's easier to, to ignore the small ways that we've been bullied, you know, or that we're, we bully others, um, you know, excluding people, not inviting people, um, you know, gossiping about others. Gossip is such a, a big one. I was, I was talking to my roommate, two days ago, I think. And she, I mean, she's so cool. Um, she comes out of her room and she's like, Oh, I'm taking a break from studying. And I'm just on YouTube watching, um, you know, get someone speak about the harmful effects of gossip. And I'm like, dude, if I was taking a break from studying, I would be watching Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you do you. Um, but anyway, like it's so true that, you know, gossip is such an easy way for us to boost ourselves up by putting other people down, but it's so harmful. Like it's so harmful. And I've been on the other side of gossip. I've been on the other side of being excluded. Like it sucks. Yeah, it absolutely sucks. Are you kidding me? Like, oh man, but no, there's, there's been countless times where even like you do like a, even just a slight gossip, right? That can, you don't know the person, that person can tell everyone else. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's happened before. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I was like, yo, okay. I can't do that. I really can't. Like, it's not healthy at all. And, and it's, it's very harmful and it hurts people because sometimes it, most of the time it's a lie, right? Yeah, Ooh. true. Or it's an embellishment. Right. It's it's to put people down. Right. right. So you have to be careful with that. You like you really shouldn't gossip at all. It's not mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, like it uh you know, you're talking about someone without having them there, even giving them the opportunity to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Which so which is you know, I think sometimes we can justify gossip if someone's a really bad person, <laughs> like, man, this person did this horrible thing. And even if it's not a lie, even if it's complete truth that they did something horrible and, you know, it's easy to talk about that, especially when it's true. Um, but you're, you're, you're not giving someone the chance to one, defend themselves and you're not giving someone the chance to apologize and redeem themselves. Like, I think you're vilifying other people when really we're all just people, <laughs> we're all just people trying to do life. <laughs> And and it's true, like, even with that, too, like, you don't know what people are going through, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt and just kind of hear them out, right? And not just be so quick on, like, just like, you know what? No, like, you're a trash person. Like, you can't do that. Right? So yeah. you literally have to give everyone a chance. And then from there on, then you, you do your thing, right? But before, really? yeah, you don't know what's happening. Yeah, I used to, uh, I used to live, I was a part of a discipleship school, um, a Christian, so 
So it's like a traveling school that basically we talk and learn about culture. And it was really cool. But we, there was 30 young adults, 30 young adults living together for six months. So you can imagine it was a bit of a gossip yeah. pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially, yeah, especially like, you know, halfway through the program when people are kind of splitting off into their own friend groups, you know, they have certain people that they uh, trust more and that they just connect with more, which isn't necessarily bad, but, um, you know, we just, I mean, 30 people, it's, it's hard to always have 30 people together all the time. Right. So you definitely have your little groups of five or six anyway. And I remember with this group that I was a part of, um, we had to co- like consciously make the decision. Like we, cause we would gossip all the time and we would talk negatively about other people in our program. And I remember we just like had to have a moment where we recognized it and made a promise to each other that we weren't going to do it anymore. Um, and yeah, so I think if you want to stop gossiping, I think it's important to have accountability. I think the people that you surround yourself with, you know, and if you find yourself gossiping, like talk to them about it. Don't just make a mental note. Don't just be like, Oh, I should really stop gossiping, but be like, Hey, like let's together try and not do this anymore. Like if you find, if you hear me gossiping, tell me to stop. If I hear you gossiping, I'll tell you to stop. And let's just remove this toxic way of communication out of our relationship. I think that would be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And yeah, no, even with, yeah, clicks are fine. But I mean, when you start coming down on someone just because of, let's say they do one thing and that person doesn't like it and then everyone has to not like it. Like, come on, no. We can't just unlike someone because they did one little thing. And then you don't even know what that one little thing was either. They could be lying. Right. Yeah, you just most definitely surround yourself with good friends for sure. For sure. It's completely important. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's, we have a, an, in other news, uh, thing that we want to talk about. So in other news, <laughs> um, we want to talk a little bit about, I was telling Michaela earlier this week, how I'm, I, I mean, I'm not newly obsessed, but I'm more, um, aware of my obsession, if that's a thing that you could say, um, of Harry Styles and Billie Eilish. Um, we just want to talk a little bit about how they've actually come under some fire, under some bullying, cyberbullying, you know, emotional bullying, whatever. Um, and I'm sure you may have heard about it if you're connected to those two. I love them. I think they're so cool. But um, yeah, so we just want to give you a little update on that. Yeah. So uh, the first one, Harry Styles. So I love him too. Oh my gosh. Like we, we, we like talk about all the time. We're like, yeah, no, hairstyles is amazing. So, <laughs> um, so like he was on the Vogue cover. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was Vogue, right? Yeah. So basically I think he was wearing, like, he's very, um, comfortable with himself. Right. So he's wearing just whatever he feels like he wants to wear, you know? So I'm pretty sure he was wearing, um, like, it was kind of like a dress in a way. It was like a shirt. In the yeah. Back. Anyway, but, um, this woman named Candace Owens, if you know who that is, I, whatever. And she's, she's, she was, just like a, <laughs> she's just a celebrity, I guess, in a way. Anyway, but she basically made fun of his clothes. And then she said that he's not masculine and basically he's ruining masculinity, you know, and, I was, and just tearing him down. And I'm like, people don't understand that he's actually a person too, you know, and he has feelings too. So you, you yeah. just come down on someone just because of their clothes, right? You should be able to wear whatever you want to wear, right? You totally. should formed into one kind of you know like unit like you can only wear this no where would you want to wear like I, I yeah especially for Harry 
Yeah. I mean, and it's so ridiculous too, because she said all these things about how he's that, you know, there needs to be more masculine men in America and he, you know, all this stuff, but it's so ridiculous because one, he's one person. It's not like he's, he can define like the culture for all of America, but also like masculinity is not dependent on what you wear. Like goodness gracious, if that's your definition of masculinity, you have a twisted definition because so he, you know, Harry Styles can, can be, you know, what, I mean, what are we defining as masculine? Like, I, I think honor and integrity, and that's just like characteristics that everybody wants to have. And he can just be a better man than others while wearing a dress. Like, come on, why not? Like, I don't know. I don't understand what the, you know, the holdup is like, let him do whatever he wants. Like, right. Right. And he looks great doing it. So everyone can just flowers like while he's here, you know? So no, yeah, yeah, for sure. And the next, the next one, Billie Eilish. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard her new song, um, but Therefore I Am is fire and I listen to it on repeat all the days. every day. Um, and she's so cool. And her style, um, is very countercultural and she is intentional with her style. It's very, you know, she's wanting to make a statement. And, um, when Michaela and I were actually talking about it earlier, we were just talking about how like, yeah, she's making a statement of, you know, want, not wanting to be, um, not wanting to be represented by, you know, sexualized culture or not wanting to be sexualized or, you know, um, not wanting to be under the pressure that so many women face of wearing things that are most of the time uncomfortable. So she's wearing things that, that feel like her, that represent her, and then also are like glamorous and cool and expensive and like sparkly. And I think it's so freaking awesome. Like, yeah, no, she's super cool. Like, I just love the way she dresses. And she dresses, like, how she feels. And that's what I love. Because, like, I feel like even just me as a person, like, I don't dress necessarily, like, a type of style. I'll, I'll wear what I want to wear, how um, depending on how I feel, right? right? And I love her clothes. Like, it's, like, baggy. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. She's, like, bringing it back. I'm like, that's so cool. So, yeah, I absolutely respect her. And I don't know why people are always, like, talking about her and just, you know, kind of, like, sexualizing her basically and I'm just like guys like that's yeah Yeah, it's brutal and there's there's this uh someone commented on Twitter actually so I mean if you know Billie Eilish she's usually wearing pretty baggy clothes and this one time she was walking so there's it's this press um press photo and she's walking in a tank top you know just whatever she's walking in a tank top and um someone commented on her body and just was like, you know, you've gained weight over quarantine, like whatever, all this stuff. And it's so ridiculous the way that people feel that they have a right to comment on other people's bodies, even from afar, even behind a screen, even if it's a celebrity and you don't think they're going to see it, like it's still a big deal. And that's actually probably affecting you more than it's affecting them. I think it's, it's right. just brutal. No, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And so guys, I also want to uh, mention is that if you are being bullied, guys, please reach out to someone that you trust that you know can help. And also there's the kids help phone, especially in Canada. It's toll free. So it's 1-800-668-6868. So guys do not forget that. And also all the people out there who are um, seeing other people get bullied and are just bystanders. Like do not be a bystander because you're basically also contributing to the bullying. 
right? You're just sitting there. You're just standing there. Like you have to speak up. Okay. You have to help people because you don't know like people's mental state, especially now, like bullying can lead to some like very, very sad things like depression and withdrawal and uh, mental illness. Like we can, you can get into like depression and stuff like that. So as I've mentioned. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely talk about it. Um, don't let it be a secret. Don't carry it alone. Um, you know, it's too heavy. It's too heavy for anyone, even adults. Like it's, you know, um, it's just, it's too heavy of a weight to carry in general, especially on your own. So if you uh, don't feel that you have people to talk to in your direct circle, um, you know, you can message us. We would be, we would love to hear from you. And also, um, you know, there's definitely counselors at school, teachers, uh, people like that, um, youth leaders, you know, there's, there's people in, uh, communities that are there to help you and they're, that are there to support you. So I just encourage you to look around and to, um, yeah, maybe it's scary to talk about it, but it's important, um, even just to talk about it, not necessarily to, for them to solve problems, but, and that might happen too, hopefully, but I think just to talk about it is helpful. And even just to segue into that is girl, listen, you are not alone. Mm. You have help. Reach out. You don't stay silent. Please do not stay silent because we need you. We need Mm. people like you. All right. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. You have much more, um, things to do, right? You have time, right? So please reach out. Do not stay silent about this. This is not a, you know, laughing matter. This is not a, oh, everyone should be hush hush. Like this is mm-hmm. an issue. So yeah. Yeah. And just girl, remember that, you know, you aren't taking away from the world you're giving. You are, you are a contribution. So sometimes I repeat to myself, like, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, less than, but I'm, I'm a contributor. I contribute to other people's lives. Um, and I contribute to the world. And so, um, just find something to say to yourself in moments of anxiety or moments of insecurity or moments of, um, fear, uh, just find yourself, find something to say to yourself that gives you hope and that restores your true identity, which is, um, a human being who's worthy and who is valuable and who is, uh, precious and we love you. And we are so excited for this Brave Girls Podcast community. And so we want you to reach out to us so that we can hang out with you because um, we want to know you because you're so cool. So definitely, girl, you are not alone. You are not alone. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been an awesome time with you. Um, This is Hannah. And this is Michaela. And it's time Time to to be brave. brave. Thanks for listening to the Brave Girls Podcast, a product of Brave Global Organization.